Welcome back, everyone. It's the holiday season, and it is episode 93 of the Pay to Play podcast. It's Frank Guy. I've joined with my co-host, longtime best friend, James Edzikowski, down in Raleigh, North Carolina. And, you know, it's it's the holiday season, like I just said, and we have our Spotify wrapped for the Pay to Play podcast on deck. James is sharing his screen with me. We're going to do this live. Uh, we're not sure how it's going to go, but James, how are you doing first off before you, you dive into the Pay to Play wrapped? Yeah, Frank, thank you. Uh, it's been a little while since we've talked to our listeners. Last week, we had Mike McNamara on. Uh, that was early in the NFL season, and we were talking a little bit of Browns Patriots back then. Uh, there, You know, I, I'm good. I, I'll tell you what. I think the Thanksgiving always gives you that little tease uh, to, you know, maybe a little little break, the family time, all that. And, and then it's back for three, four weeks of hard work until you get to celebrate the big one. In Christmas. Uh, so yeah, really enjoying my Advent right now, uh, working on myself, preparing myself for the coming of our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. There we go. Um, uh, all of that considered, it's hard to complain. So uh, yeah, if you if you didn't get the memo, you, you weren't on Instagram that day or wherever people post them, Spotify wrapped is is out. So if you, if you are a Spotify listener of any sort and you haven't gotten yours yet, you're behind the eight ball. We had not gotten ours yet on the, in the podcasting world. Uh, until tonight we're going to unveil this live here at the start of this episode before we dive into the world of sports and finance um so we'll see how this goes i mean i'm <laughs> you know frank you and i we haven't been on our a game with recording these but well i'll tell you what it's... we've we've been murmuring some discussions about that we're going to just try to hit 100 episodes and and maybe hang up the hang up the cleats um we'll we'll see but but, you know, we haven't been on our A-game, no doubt. But we're having fun still. I'm having fun. We, what did it say, 400 minutes of content this year? 412 minutes we provided the pay-to-play, you know, faithful with. That's so, 412 of the best minutes I've had this year. And I've had a great year. Yeah, you got married. <laughs> I would say, you know, that maybe maybe not the best 412 minutes you've had. but No, um, but, but up there. All right, that's fair. So as we're we're sorting through this, it's 412 minutes, um, and it, this, I don't want to take too much of the episode time out because there is a lot going on in the sports world. I think we're really going to go ahead and dive into the college football ranks today with the college football playoff being announced and Ohio State kind of getting the backdoor gift. Um, I'm going to go ahead and say that I think, you know, over this past year, what, what do you think our number one episode uh, of listeners was? Was it just before March Madness culminating in, in the one shining moment, um, you know, could it have been actually the, the Super Bowl, the Stafford Burrow episode? Um, I like I'm, I, I like Super Bowl. You think it was a Super Bowl? No, wow. Oh, we were both wrong. The return. Who Did we interview someone here? I bet that was, was that Muzz? Could be. I don't know. That one really went up there in listeners, so. As episode 292 percent more streams than our average episode. Yikes! It's probably like 40 versus 12. Yeah, that was Muzz Patrick Mazzucato, the the world traveler himself. Um, the podcast loves to travel. We're net. We're on the next. Where do we travel to? <laughs> like Ohio. Yeah. No, I bet we're. You know, <laughs> might not be international, it's, but sorry, we're, we're doing this live and it's loading slow. Yeah. Tell you what, they do great work with our user interface here, though. It's uh, it's quite the journey they take you on. Uh, what do you think about Spotify stock while we're while we're here? 
you know, I, I don't I know about it. I, I believe I still hold it, but it has been brutalized over the past year. I think they have a lot of room for growth. I mean, I, I just think they have a much better product than what Apple or Amazon Music are doing. And uh, the free cash flow, it's going to start coming in the next couple of years, especially I think everyone's starting to tighten their checkbooks. Um, but people are still going to be listening to music on Spotify, I think. I think there's something to that. Um, and I also would say that it's not their only revenue stream. They do have, you know, Anchor is a portion of Spotify that that's obviously how we record these. But I don't know if, you know, let's say competitors like Apple Music, obviously Apple has revenue streams out the wazoo. But Spotify, you can't look at just from the fact of a streaming service. They also do have uh, like a back-end software that they are now trying to get out there as well. So I know I bought in around the same time you did, which was on the other side of triple digits. Uh, but yeah, they've been zooming yeah. a little bit below that for some time. Yeah, I like I like the stock personally, long-term. Noted. Two, right. two, $200 price target, timeline 2027. 2027 how about that you can double your money a little bit quicker than uh that's like tripling yeah i think it's around like 60. is it right now i think it's pretty low man i think i'm taking a nice haircut on it right now but it's what i like being a private investor i can i can hold the hold the losers and eventually they might become winners all right, Frank. You, I think you can't do that in a sports bet. Yeah, this just hasn't worked out for us. This <laughs> no. Let's dive into the sports. There, I thought we were going to get some great insights, um, but a, yeah, a lot know. of gains. It says we gained forty eight percent listeners this year. I doubt it. <laughs> With all due respect, we love you listeners out there, but that doesn't seem it <laughs> doesn't seem accurate. All right, Frank. Let's give them something to listen to, and let's talk about the college football playoff as being the most recent, uh, you know, news that came out on Sunday where they dedicated the top four teams and we'll run through the bowl, the bowl game uh, slate as well over the next month. It's, it's a great season. Uh, you know, we haven't even mentioned Pickmas yet, but that's also coming up uh, because we did unveil that on December 1st. It's the season of giving start the season that. of picking. Yeah. It's the season of giving. It's a season of picking and we're going to have tons of college football bowl games as we mentioned. Uh, as well as all the other major sports. I think we got even MLS MLS back in at one point. I think we'll get a World Cup game in at some point. I, I could see England-France on Saturday. Yeah, I don't know. Is one of the, uh, when is uh, the World Cup, like, final? What date? It's got to be, I don't know. It's probably before Christmas. It is. Close. It is, because, of course, the England Premier League picks back up on Boxing Day, the day after Christmas. So they will need some time to get back for that. But I think the World Cup final is the week before. On uh, Let me verify that for our listeners. It'll be Sunday, December 18th, exactly a week before Christmas. And, um, you know, they're now. Who do you got? Who do you got? We're at the quarterfinal. Who's your, who's your pick? Everyone's slobbering over France and Brazil. And, yeah, don't get me wrong. They've looked good. They've looked, in fact, very good. But I'm going to stick with it. I actually, you know, placed a, placed a few fun ones out there before the tournament started. Most of them have lost Spain and Poland. Spain went down today and penalty kicks, but Morocco. also took England. I took the three lions. I think England, France, Saturdays, obviously make or break. I think the winner of that game wins the tournament. Winner of that match, whatever you want to call I it. Like, I, I like that prediction. Um, I'm going to go, you know, who, whoever just dominated the U.S., the Netherlands. I think they, man, Memphis up front, he looks like a bull, and I think – 
Argentina is going to struggle against the Netherlands and it, they're, they're finally going to get their first world cup. I, I'll tell you what, not, I don't hate that. They look like a well-oiled machine against the I mean, the U S I thought outplayed England and the Netherlands. I thought totally, totally their, their counterattack was a, just a beautiful thing to watch. I mean, as a, even as a U.S. fan, I was impressed. I, I respect that pick and they have uh, their goalie, Andres Nopert. Nope. I hope I'm saying that right, but he's like six foot eight. And I think there's something to be said about a goalie that is tall and has that reach to, you know, make an impact as well. You've seen goalkeeping be pretty darn good across the board. I think throughout this tournament, you've seen, a, I've seen a lot of penalties be saved, quite frankly. The, Mor- the Moroccan goalkeeper today. I mean, he saved all three against, Spain. well, one hit the post, but he saved the next two against Spain. The Croatian goalie saved three PKs um, in their in their uh, round of sixteen match. So yeah, a lot of great goalkeeping. Uh, I, I'm hoping for an underdog though. I think Netherlands would be an underdog. I mean, if Morocco could make you know a semifinal run, that'd be pretty sweet. They get Portugal. Portugal is feeling pretty good probably. I don't think they've made a semifinal in twenty forty years or so. Yeah, I think that's actually a good point because Ronaldo had the. Uh... You know, the benching, of course, today was one of the main storylines, and then their team rifles off five goals uh, without him. So it's one of those things where, man, you might, as a casual fan, think you know a thing or two about soccer. You know, hey, why is he on the bench? Wrong. Those managers, most of them know what they're doing. Um, but all right, I know we he's want to... Little... He's Yeah, no, we're totally off on a tangent. He's old and slow. We're back to Pickmas. That's where we left things off was on Pickmas. And yeah, it's 25 days. You make you make your picks. You pick your spreads on our Instagram at Pay to Play Pod, and the winner is going to get what, Zach? Uh, you know, in past years we've given out these what we call a free bet, a free wager, and I think we'll stick with that this year. And I think we should do it with the we should coincide. You know, you don't have to do it the day of of Christmas. I think, you know, I think it would be best to do it in the state of Ohio on January 1st. You know, a legal wager with one of the Ohio sports books opening up. Um, I think, you know, what do we give them? A hundred, should we give them 150 free, free play? Yep. Let's do 150 free play this year. That is a record for pick miss. It might be the last one. We're not sure. I mean, we don't know when the, the pod's going to end, but uh, yeah, pick miss this year. It's, it's on. Do you have any updates for us, Edge? What's, what's going on so far? We're on day six. We've been getting about 70 to 75 submissions a day. Uh, you know, I think our participant list is probably over over triple digits at this point. Um, you know, in past years, we've kept a, a minimum. You know, you had to pick at least 18 to 20 games, something like that. I think now that we're just recording this episode to, you know, reintroduce it, I would say anyone that starts picking as of tomorrow and picks every day would be good tomorrow being December the 7th, December the 8th. So I think we'll make a minimum 18 picks and we've, we've make, had it, this make this... it like, I think like 15. What do you think about 15 picks? My only gripe with that is, you know, what if someone goes 14 and one just sits on their lead? I mean, that's really good for them to go 14 and one. I would love to know who that person's going to be. Yeah, actually that would be great. Great. To get I mean, it. I think, I think 15 is enough where you, it's a big sample size, but you know, if you miss a few days, if you've missed the first few days, you're all right. You, all right. you can get there. All right. The official terms and conditions being spoken <laughs> into existence as we speak. We'll put it in writing as well as we document this later in the 150. week. 150. Yeah. And then small prizes for second, third, and last. 
Yeah, yeah, last place is fun too. I mean, if you're the worst picker, we gotta. It's gotta statistically hard team. to be last as well. So, just like me in fantasy right now. Yeah, we're not gonna get into Frank's fantasy teams, but we'll give you the the insights of what led to his poor poor fantasy seasons. He's he's looking to avoid his second sacko in three years in our league. But um, on that note, all right, we've talked Pickmas a little bit. I will have leaderboard updates coming out later this week as well. Um, and of course, we keep that link active always, the link in bio on, on Instagram. Um, but let's talk about the college football realm. I, I think I mentioned, hey, we'll get a couple bowl games in Pickmas. Uh, I think let's start at the college football playoff and just, you know, no, there should be no gripes from anyone on the committee's four selections. Um, Ohio State did kind of receive a gift from the University of Utah, the Utes, uh, taking down the Trojans twice in one year. You can't put USC in after that. And there's really, you know, as far as the eye can see, no suitable replacement in that top four Alabama with their two, what they term close losses. Uh, there's still two losses and they have a bunch of close wins too. I, there's really no debate there. Um, maybe a debate Heisman, probably not Caleb Williams, even though he does lose in that Pac-12 title. He seems to be the overwhelming favorite uh, just based on his, you know, rushing and, and passing numbers throughout the season and, you know, I, I really don't see another way you give it to one of the other three finalists with, with Stroud, Duggan, and um, Stetson Bennett, which a lot of people are up, up in arms on Twitter about Stetson Bennett getting there uh, with his kind of just, you know, good numbers. They're they're not Heisman numbers by any means, but, you know, he's led an undefeated team back to the playoff, looking to go back-to-back with their titles. Yeah, a lot to unpack there, what you just said. Yeah. Um I, I mean, I, I, yeah, I get it that, that Caleb Williams is going to win. And yeah, I don't know if Ohio State deserved to make the playoff, but no one else deserves to be number four either. So, so like, if you, if you want to say Ohio State doesn't deserve it, you got to give an argument for why Alabama or USC deserve it. And you can say, oh, USC had to play an extra game. Well, that's, that's not Ohio State's problem. That's just how the rules are. You have, if you're one of the best teams in your conference, um, you play for the conference championship. Ohio State lost to Michigan and did not get the right to beat Purdue in the conference championship. Um, you know, if USC would have taken care of business, they would be in. But Ohio State's in, Zach, and we get Georgia, Stetson Bennett going to the Heisman with Stroud. They might get to talk a little little smack to each other. I, I mean, Georgia has looked very, very good all season. Very unbeatable, it looks like. I mean, on a roll since since last year, I I still feel good about Ohio State getting this second chance, uh, a new a new look at life. Um, I think we're gonna we're gonna get Michigan in the title game. I uh, you know that's probably what a lot of people are hoping. And just to your earlier point, I think you make you know where is a convincing argument for someone other than Ohio State in there? And everyone's like, oh, why do the conference title games hurt you? They can help you too. If if one of those teams, let's say, was on the outside looking in, and there's a team with a comparable resume that wasn't playing, yeah, that that conference title game would vault and help them. So it's you know, in this scenario, yes, it could it could only hurt, um, but you know that there could have been other combinations leading up to the game where, hey, that actually would be an asset for a team. And the other argument is that okay, in some of those other divisions, the Pac-12 and the Big 12, they do. They do not have divisions within their conference. They they've out gotten rid of those, so they take the top two conference records 
Uh, of course, Utah had a tiebreaker win over the Washington Huskies, which allowed them to play USC. Um, it actually was not looking very likely Utah was going to be in that game to begin with. And then everything that needed to happen did happen that final week, including I think the biggest upset was Oregon State taking down Oregon, um, who would have been in that spot otherwise. Um, Pac-12, Pac-12 was a nail-biter this year. It was. So I think those are your two two counterpoints is that, hey, if the Big Ten didn't have divisions, it would have been Ohio State and Michigan playing, you know, back-to-back weeks. Um, we'll see how they go forward and it, as they add USC and U- UCLA. I guess UCLA hasn't officially joined yet, but that's another can of worms there. Um, but, yeah, it's, yeah. It's, I think it's it could have helped or hurt depending on the year. So it's not like it can only hurt. People just like to look and complain just at, at a uh, bird's eye view. So, yeah, going forward from there, I, I do think we're set up for a nice New Year's Eve slate. It's Saturday night. What else could you ask for as far as timing? Um, you know, what a way to ring in the new year with a bunch of bunch of good matchups. And then you also have, you know, in the New Year's Six Bowls, um, you know, Alabama does play Kansas State that day as well. You know, one that Bama fans are, are certainly – upset won't mean quite as much. Um, and yeah, Michigan TCU, that, that should be a dogfight in and of itself. Um, I, I don't want to sit here and say, oh, OSU has a great chance against Georgia. No, they're the runner up or they're the repeat seeking champions for a reason. But at the same time, Ohio State probably has a, a dirty taste in their mouth. They thought they were being sent home and yeah, like the undertaker rebirth, given a new life. Um, and I, you know, I think they'll go all, all bets are off in that matchup. And Ryan Day, I mean, he, he, that guy was ridiculed after the Michigan performance. And what really was, you know, two bad quarters of football. That first half wasn't terrible. But, um, yeah, he will have a target on his back, and he'll be looking for redemption. Kirby Smart, on the other hand, you know, he hasn't lost a game. And I guess since, I guess, the SEC championship last year when Alabama took them down and then Georgia – was good to go in the playoffs. So a little bit of rambling there for me, Frank, but I, I'm excited, quite frankly, for New Year's Eve this year. Uh, it, it's a holiday that, you know. What's 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 your pick? What's your picks here? Gee whiz. I mean, I you, you got me in a tough bind because I know you like you like the OSU money line. Of course you do. Um, I, I mean, I kind of like the Horned Frogs, too. I, I think <laughs> I think they're going to give I think they're going to give Michigan some problems. Um, and, and they might be able to be the team of destiny personally. Um, I don't know how Max Duggan's health is after that absolutely epic loss in the big 12 championship, but, uh, if he's good to go, man, I don't know if I want to bet against him. That's fair. Yeah. I think their spread could be a play of sorts. Uh, what are they getting a touchdown against Michigan? I think almost 10. Jeez. All right. Well, I think Ohio state's almost a touchdown against Georgia. Yeah. No, that's my thing. Is yeah. I really do. I'm, another, in my heart I'm a fan of, heart, of the underdogs. I'm a fan of the underdogs. I do in my heart of hearts taking off the home home bias blinders. I think Ohio State has the chance to compete with Georgia, and and win if they're playing you know at or near their best. But against Georgia, you have to play near mistake free football, and that that includes from the coaching box too. You know when you have an offense that's you know capable of moving the ball and you are near midfield with a short fourth fourth yardage situation, you got to trust your guy that is going to be up there as a Heisman finalist. You know, Stroud had had a couple opportunities that were kind of taken out of his hands due to play calling. So, 
Uh, it's easy to look back and play Monday morning quarterback like that, but even in the moment, it felt like you got to read yeah. the room a little bit. Ryan Day um, was punt. He was punt happy. He was punt happy. And I think that uh, there's actually something to be said about how confident you were as Ohio State against Michigan in that matchup by punting. You're like, oh, you know, we'll punt. We believe our defense is good enough to stop them. And unfortunately, it just wasn't for for their sake. So, yeah, I mean, if if we're gonna beat Georgia, we can't give up the the big plays that we gave up to to Michigan. Um, but I'm I mean, personally, I'm rooting for an Ohio State Michigan rematch in the national championship. I think have they ever met in a national championship? I don't believe so. I don't think that would have been possible in previous years. Um, but I mean, if that happens, that'd be sweet. So. Yeah, no, never uh, happened before. They've, you know, never met. Buckeyes, 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 49, Michigan, 17. Final. In the in the title game, how about that? In the title game, yeah. I think it's January 8th or 9th, I don't know. Yeah, it'll be the 9th, because January, yep. January 1st is Sunday. 49-17, let's say it again. 32-point victory. All right, that, that is documented <laughs> in pod history, and we can... Dig that one back up. Well, if they do beat Georgia, we'll be recording our next episode the first week of January leading up to that game, and we'll play that clip. How about that? Um, Perfect. So, and I know I dodged the question, what's your pick? I Man, I, I do want to say Ohio State wins. I mean, we're I, homers. Like, we have, like, I yeah. feel like this is, an un, this is yeah, a very biased conversation. It'll look bad if I say they don't, but I think they lose by three to Georgia. Um so that that's kind of where I stand, and then I think Georgia repeats as champs over, over Michigan. That you know Georgia steamrolled Michigan last year; they might do it again. So that's where I stand with it. I've been against TCU from the jump this year, and they've they've cost me a pretty penny. Um, all stems back to Week One against Colorado, uh, and that's a good time to bring up Deion Sanders heading over to Colorado and and lighting up the lighting up the Buffalo's team. By saying, hey, go ahead, pack your bags, hit the portal. And not just Colorado, but the whole nation has reportedly been hitting the portal pretty heavily. I think there's over a thousand players in it. And what's crazy is a is lot this of them like go a, without is this like actually like a platform you can log into and like, hey, here's all the kids that are available from what school they were at previously, what where they're from. Like, is that a thing? Is there like a website for this portal? Or what is this? Yeah, I, I. Who would be in the know about something like they, that? I mean, they use the word portal. Like that makes me think that there's like some web web access to this like web platform that that people are are reaching out to the players. Like, hey, we'd love to have you come to our program. But yeah, how many players are in the portal? You said thousand. Yeah, some are saying over a thousand, a thousand plus. I mean, you've got several like QBs from several big name universities like, like Spencer Sanders from Oklahoma state, you know, DJU from Clemson, um, Slovis from Pitt. How about uh, JT Daniels is looking to go to his fourth team, you know, had his time at Georgia, had his time at USC and then just finished up a year at uh, West Virginia. He said, no, I got one more in me. And so he's going to go to his fourth team of his career. And it's like, you know, good for them. And obviously this is a, a strange time when they got the extra year of eligibility, you know, during the COVID year. But it's like, geez, that yeah. at what point yeah, is it over? All these all these guys have like six years of eligibility because of that COVID year. Um which is I mean it's interesting. Slovis, I think, was at USC originally. So he's yeah, going he to his third, his third school. Yep. Um 
Interesting. Yeah. Deion Sanders, he's bringing his own, his own players, his own son, QB. Shader, Shader Sanders. Buffs, Sanders yeah. Buffs, Buffs over under four and a half wins next year. Uh, I mean, they might get some serious talent infused from the portal. I would say, t- I, I bet that line's going to be more like five and a half. That's going to be like, will they be bowl eligible or not? So you're um, taking the over, it sounds like. I guess I would, but I feel as though everyone will be taking the over. I mean, Deion Sanders started coaching Jackson State, and people just started betting Jackson State FCS games, <laughs> not knowing anything about the opponent, but they fared pretty well. Speaking of Jackson State, they, they will be playing North Carolina Central. That'll be... Um, or, you know, Dion's last game as a coach. Um, that'll be an interesting one, just from the perspective of, you know, okay, it'll be as interesting as you want it to be, depending on how hard of a uh, college football fan you are. But that's December 17th. That'll be the FCS football is that the uh, celebration bowl every year. That's a great one that kind of kicks off bowl season almost. I, lo- I mean, I love the name celebration bowl. <laughs> Um, yeah, I'm cheering for Jackson State. I'm probably, I like that. Deion's got to go out on a, a high note. Anything else in, in college football or anything else in the college ranks? What do we, what do we want to talk about next? We've been, I think we've been we'll, really we'll, jumping all up, over the place. You give, give me your favorite bowl game, but then there's one last thing I want to hit. Um, oh, I mean, I know I love the cheese it bowl and I love specifically this year that there's two different cheese it bowls almost. Um, there is like the official Cheez It Bowl itself, but then there is a. Uh... Oh, I don't want to screw this up because one specifically the Cheez It Bowl, and then there's another one that Cheez It is now a sponsor for. Nice. Cheez It so, Grooves. What do you like, Cheez It Grooves or regular Cheez Its? I like regular Cheez Its. The Grooves are really darn good. Don't get me wrong. But... White cheddar or just regular? I mean, white cheddar is great, but sign me up for regular all day long. Regular or reduced fat? Reduced fat is meant for a lot of things in this world, but not Cheez-Its. You can tell the difference in between them. All right, what's your favorite bowl? Did you already? I was just saying the Cheez-It bowl, but I got to find out that. Yeah, this year it's, I don't love the matchup. It's Oklahoma versus Florida State, but. Um, I do love the Cheez-It Bowl and the fact that they have a full-on Cheez-It, um, kind of like a, uh, a suite in the stadium that's going to be decked out with a Cheez-It bed and Cheez-It blanket. And like I think that's one of the players in the game gets to stay there overnight or something like that. <laughs> there you go. I'm looking. I mean, I think my favorite name is the Tony the Tiger Sun Bowl. You get Pitt, Pitt versus UCLA. Wow. All right. Pitt. That's, Pitt a fun, that's, a, not half bad. that's a fun name. The San Diego County Credit Union Holiday Bowl. Oregon versus North Carolina. That's a good one. That, yeah, you got to be hard. careful. You got to give every sponsor the time that they, you know, the their pick those naming rights. So you got to. There's a Jimmy Kimmel Bowl as well. Am I right in seeing that? Washington uh, State, Fresno State. Yeah, I think you're right. <laughs> The famous Idaho Potato Bowl, classic. San Jose State going up against Eastern Michigan. Yeah, I mean, I like them all. I, I think I think some of the names need to get better. Like, the, the branding needs to get even more creative. Well, speaking of creative brands, actually, this is not the matchup for you, but um, Army-Navy. We can't overlook this game, Frank. 
because the under has hit 16 straight years when these two armed forces get together. Uh, and we have that on deck. It's the last game before bowl season officially starts. And that is, you know, what? A couple days away. Um, Army is five and six. The midshipmen, four and seven. Kind of a down year for both programs. Uh, typically, I think, you know, one of them at least has usually been able to rip out seven or eight wins at the least. So it's the 122nd meeting between the two schools. Over under this year set at 33 and a half. Um, and I, I hit my under as soon as I saw it. So I'm, I'm excited to root on defense and just every every run is better than the next because it just means that clock keeps to keep keeps ticking. Yeah, I'm. You know, I'm gonna take the opposite. I'm gonna go against the trend. What is it? 15 straight or 16 straight? Yeah, 16. Yeah. I was. I was the guy who was on the. What was it? Iowa versus. Was it? Who was it? Minnesota? No, it wasn't Minnesota. Who was it? A few weeks ago, it might have been. Where the it was the lowest over under in college football, like in the in the Vegas history, it was like Iowa, minutes. Minnesota. Yeah, that was at thirty one and a thirty one and a half, and I took the over and I lost. So you know where I'm going to be on this Army Navy game. I'm cheering on points, big plays, even though it's probably going to be the opposite. You know, you're kind of a sick puppy to a degree, Frank. But on that on that end, nothing but respect to you for sticking to that ideology. Um, that game actually looked good for what it's worth in Iowa, Minnesota. Like the first quarter, they had you know ten points, and it looked like it was good. And then next thing you know, they finish thirteen ten final. Um, all right, but yeah, Army Navy that'll be played in Philadelphia. So block off your Saturday afternoon and tune in, pay some respect to our troops. So that that's my advice for us there. And on that, we'll head into. I think the college hoop spectrum is a good good spot to stick with the college ranks. Um, and Frank, where I will go next is just talking about the shakeup that we've seen amongst the top 25. UNC starts the year as number one. They've fallen off. Um, there's been a couple of teams that I think at the top of the year, Gonzaga, another name, um, they've suffered a couple of losses themselves, in fact. And um, even Kent State gave them a good game just the other night as the Golden Flashes traveled to Spokane. Um, so I think at the top of the standings this year, you're seeing a lot of shakeup. Uh, but I think uh, an, an interesting debate to have is which state is the best in college hoops right now. Uh, it'd be very hard. You know, this is kind of uh, difficult to disagree with right off the jump. But the best state in college hoops currently, I think, has to go to the state of Texas. You've got Houston. You've got the University of Texas themselves. Uh, those are the number one and number two teams in the top 25. And throw in Baylor on top of that. That's a pretty strong core three uh, for the best state in college hoops at the moment. Frank, I don't know. Any other states stick out to you? Usually North Carolina would have a half-decent showing. But uh, like I said, UNC's dropped all the way out of the top 25. Duke is middle of the pack. They obviously gave a good, good beating to Ohio State last week, although a hard-fought game. Any other states jump out at you as, hey, not a half bad year for them in college hoops? I think Texas with Houston, Texas, and Baylor takes the cake right now. Um, I, I mean, I'm, I have not been following college basketball as much as I would like, but a team that has been playing pretty well and looking really good, Purdue. So maybe the state of Indiana. Um, having I like a big that. Year. I don't know how, how, how are the Hoosiers doing. They have a lot of experience. They got uh, the big man back. Oh, I, I don't know how I forget his name. Trace Jackson Davis. Trace Trace Jackson Davis. I, I'm thinking of Jackson 
Jackson Smith and Jigba, Trace Jackson Davis. Um, but yeah, he, I mean, they, I'm guessing they're going to have a good year too. So, um, yeah, Indiana, state of Indiana, state of Indiana, right? You know, next door neighbor to the West. All right. Yeah, I get that. Purdue's number four currently undefeated. Indiana only one loss to date and was at Rutgers. Uh, um, so I, I maybe there's some something to that. Um, I'll give that to you, but I'll, yeah, Texas, I think the best state currently in the U.S. as far as basketball goes. Indiana, probably a close number two. No, no one else is striking me as having a bunch of schools, even TCU. At like the California? The is there any good California teams? I, you know, it's not, you know, UCLA's all right. UCLA's all right. And then you got San Diego State. We've seen them. They beat Ohio State as well. Um, they looked pretty good against Ohio State. Ohio State was honestly getting buckets in the second half and could not come back. That's right. That is right. Yeah. All right. So let's, you know, let's not spend a fortune of time on college hoops, but let us pay some respect to the end of the ACC Big Ten Challenge. The ACC was victorious this year. First time they had won it since 2017. Um, I was lucky enough to take in some of the action as the Buckeyes did come down into ACC country uh, in Durham, North Carolina, and Duke took down Ohio State by nine points, 81-72. Shout out to John McCausland, uh, program assistant for the Buckeyes, was able to be a connection for me there. We're going to try and get him on the pod if we can uh, at some point here to talk college hoops with a little bit more expertise than either myself or Frank. Um, What's his his official role these days? Program assistant. Yeah, you know, he's been around. You know, we'll moving let him up, introduce up. himself. Yeah, so he's been he's been around the block once or twice, um, and yeah, I'll tell you what. There, there's one more thing I want to highlight. The ACC Big Big Ten Challenge is no more due to the TV rights ordeal. The SEC ACC is going to pick that up next year. There'll be a smothering of good matchups with that as well. And how about the Big Twelve Big East? Not not often talked about uh, but also you know pretty good action there as well they tied this year so there's no winner there that you know they got to have something to break that tie those those little matchups are kind of fun and should be brought up come tournament time when you look at the resume you know you got two at-large teams from each each conference i think that challenge should determine something uh come selection sunday maybe i'm in the minority thinking that but i, I mean i like um, the idea i like the idea it's got to mean something i, I want I like i, want I like the blood. So, all right. And then last thing I wanted to bring up in the college hoop spectrum, just that uh, the college basketball schedule on December 17th is one for the ages. I Like, this is one that, Frank, I, you, you couldn't ask for much better, um, you know, top 25 action, top to bottom. Let, let me go ahead and run through some of the slate with you. That's a that's a Saturday for everyone. For starters, that's right. You know, it's a Saturday when you've got nothing better to do. It's cold outside. Throw on some college hoops. Indiana. The weather outside is frightful. Yeah, you sang it. You sang it better than any of the holiday singers had. Indiana is at Kansas to start your day at noon. Um, At one o'clock, as soon as that game hits halftime, check out Alabama. Um, hosting Gonzaga. They're playing that technically neutral site in Birmingham, Alabama. Um, not a half bad matchup there. Two o'clock. All right. That, you know, that first game wraps up Alabama, Gonzaga at halftime. You got Houston at Virginia, currently number one and number three. Not bad at two o'clock, I would say. Um, 
How about North Carolina, who has dropped out of the rankings, will be taking on Ohio State at the Madison Square Garden in New York City. That'll be another one. I travel. I'm knocking some stuff off the bucket list this this year, following Ohio State hoops, you know, getting to Cameron Indoor. I'm headed to Madison Square Garden to catch them in New York City that afternoon. Um, the wow. CBS Sports Classic over there should be should be a thriller. Do you think the Buckeyes can win that one? They might be favored at this point, the way North Carolina's playing, losing four straight. Uh, as my girlfriend hears that, Rachel will not be thrilled. Um, but, yeah, she's in, in the dumps a little bit with the Tar Heel hoops as of late. Hubert Davis has got to shake the boys out of that, that one because uh, they look kind of like that bubble team that they were last year in the regular season. Um, and so that's a back-to-back matchup that they play. UCLA-Kentucky will follow that game in the Garden, uh, currently number 19 and number 16. So that's just as your afternoon's getting started. Um, and then you get Tennessee-Arizona at 10.30 at night, number 7 versus number 10. So that's a day, that, you know, as a college hoops fan, what else could – don't forget, we said the, the Celebration Bowl is also that day. You know, keep that in mind. It's not just hoops. It's bas- or it's uh, a little bit of college football, too. It's the most wonderful time of the year, Sag. That it is. We, we echo that with Pickmas, but just wanted to highlight that day because – you're not going to get that many top 25 matchups ever on one day until maybe you get to, you know, the sweet 16 or elite eight of the tournament itself. We, we got to still talk about the NFL. Yeah. We got to go from college football to, you know, well, I college guess we basketball. Go... We, we, we messed up our, our plan, but there's never really a plan. Yeah. It's always a beautiful mess. That's the pay to play way. So yeah, we'll briefly sit on the NFL for just a moment then take you through the markets and wrap this bad boy up, let you go on your merry way, keep spreading the Christmas cheer uh, throughout the holiday season. So let's go ahead and dive into the NFL very quick. We'll dive in, dive right back out. Um, And and I think a good place to start was Joe Burrow taking down the Kansas City Chiefs last week. Um, The Bengals have heated up a little bit as of late, now eight and four tied with the Ravens atops the AFC North. Uh, And they've been the kryptonite of – the Kansas City Chiefs, who in the calendar year of 2022 have five losses. The Bengals responsible for three of those losses. Pretty remarkable to think about when you put it, put it that way. Um, do the Bengals have the bragging rights in the AFC right now? Is there a better team out there? Uh, the Browns Browns will get their uh, chance at them this upcoming week where, you know, the Browns have been Burrow's kryptonite the same way Burrow has been Mahomes' kryptonite. I, it could be just a beautiful mess just like the podcast i don't know yeah i mean the nfl is a bit of a mess um but but yeah the Bengals have have certainly turned it around from the zero and two start eight of the last ten have been a winner um and yeah as you said three in a row against the chiefs and in this 2022 year is is pretty crazy the chiefs are are obviously a, you know a super bowl favorite um don't sleep on the bills i think they've they've had you know a midseason kind of lull but they're still a, a great team in a good position to win there. I mean, they're in a tough, tough little division, the AFC uh, East. Uh, Patriots, um, Jets even, and then the Dolphins with a tough loss to uh, the 49ers, which is, you know, probably one of the NFC favorites. But Jimmy Garoppolo goes down, Zadge. Brock, Brock Purdy, is he going to be the guy? We'll see. It's Brock Purdy or Josh Johnson's who's who they signed. Um, you know, the NFL journeyman that adds every team to his LinkedIn. Uh gotta respect Josh Johnson with his, you know, at least back in the day when I was big in the Madden, eighty eight speed, always great to have out there when you wanted to scramble. Um it's one of those two guys and Josh 
you know, nothing but respect for him, especially for his time in Cleveland, although brief. Uh, Joe Thomas had to ask him for his name in the huddle. I never, I'll never forget that story. Um, so yeah, I, I think the 49ers, although a little bit belabored, I think they trust in this Brock Purdy character quite a bit from Iowa State. So we'll see what, what kind of name he makes for himself. But that NFC, I'm telling you, it's looking the NFC is looking better and better to me. Um, the more I give it some thought, I mean, you got the Eagles who seem, you know, nearly unbeatable at this point. Eagles, Cowboys, that, that NFC East is. Man, how how uh, the AFC and NFC East are powerhouses. The come up by them too. I mean, just like a couple of years ago, it was the Commanders winning that division by you know seven nine and one or something. Yeah, exactly. Months. Yeah, it, it's it makes no sense. Now you turn it on its head, and everyone in that division's good enough. Uh, the Giants and Commanders obviously tying last week, but um, then add in a team like you said, the Niners. How about the Vikings? You know, everyone says, oh, there's a fraudulent, you know, 10 and what are they? 10 and two now. Everyone, everyone keeps saying, Hey, they might be the luckiest team in football. That's you don't win 10 games by accident. You don't, you don't win them all by accident. So they've got something good brewing up there in Minnesota as well. Um, I, I, I really am enjoying the NFC's kind of the top of the food chain over there. If you will, speaking of the bottom yeah. of the food chain, though, Baker Mayfield to the Rams. Yeah, I mean, I, it's really anyone's year still for me, like Super Bowl wise. I don't, I don't see a clear favorite. So you're gonna make a playoff run, and the Rams are not gonna be that team, and Baker Mayfield is not gonna be that guy to do it. <laughs> he, he, he got picked up on waivers. I mean, the Panthers kind of just cut him. It sounded like it was unexpected by a lot of the, a lot of the organization, but they, they sent him, sent him off, and Rams picked him up on waivers. He might get a chance to play. Uh, Stafford's on IR, I think, the rest of the season, pretty much. So, um, I don't know. I still have him in my dynasty league for fantasy. So I hope he, I hope he can resurrect his career. But I mean, he is kind of a flaming, flaming bag of garbage right now. Wow. Yeah. A spinal cord contusion for Matt Stafford, and you know that the reigning Super Bowl champs will not be repeating. Um, you know the way is, George is looking too in the college ranks. A question I have for you is: Is the yeah. Brown is the Brown season done? Not if they win at Cincinnati. Not if they win in the jungle. All right. All righty. So that's, I mean, it's kind of like, we're kind of like already in the playoffs if you're a Cleveland Browns fan. You got to win everything. It's a beautiful a way to look at it. Yeah, we've, we've won two in a row. I thought, I I, I think we might want to go back to Jacoby Brissett. He, I don't know. Jacoby might be one of the guys that's the easiest to root for in the NFL. That's what I learned from the 11, 11 games that he was able to start for the Browns. Uh, he's a guy that's earned my respect for forever. Yeah, I don't know. Um, who's so, so? If you got to pick a Super Bowl team right now, who are you picking? You like the Vikings? I, I, the Vikings. I don't hate. I don't hate the Vikings. I think was that your preseason pick? Uh, I think I did. I think I did pick them then. Yeah, that does sound right. Because I I'm on the regular season win over, which I believe they just hit. Um. So yeah, I'll, I'll stick with Minnesota. What about you? I'm going to take a real controversial Tampa Bay. Big comeback win last night, two in a row that they just, or no, they lost to the Browns actually, but they've Mm -hmm. just been eking out enough wins. Their, their division stinks. They're going to, they're going to win the division. I already know it. And they're going to eke into the playoffs. And I think Tom Brady's going to be tough to beat come, come January, February. 
they'll get themselves a home game if they do hang on to that division. But I think they sealed it last night with that victory. I mean, not mathematically. They are now at no. I mean, yeah, there's a lot of six. a lot left. Yeah, but it it felt like that could have been the finishing blow. That that kind of pers- I, I almost would call it a trademark comeback from Brady. So yeah, I think he might. I think he might make one more run at the at the Lombardi Trophy. Speaking I hate of, to say it. I hope it doesn't happen, but I just got a feeling. Brandon Lurch, former guest, would you know love the sound of that. Uh, but speaking of making a move at the trophy, uh, let's talk about the stock market, which has been up and down, up and down, up and down, uh, down more than up. But even on some good news lately, been headed back down uh, as we approach kind <laughs> of the holiday season. That was a lot of ups and downs in one sense. But uh, yeah, I mean, it was it bottomed out a couple months ago, kind of had a nice little rally going and it's been it's been shot down the beginning of this week um, on positive economic news, like you said. So uh, what was the news? Good jobs report. Good jobs report came out on Friday. More jobs created and available than expected, Um, but it was almost to the extent that it alarmed investors. Um, or because the the Fed now is like, hey, economy's doing a little bit better than we might have hoped. So uh, one thing that investors and, and you know the investing community doesn't like is uncertainty. And now they don't know how the Fed might react to this better better than expected news. They like when they can predict something when you know when information's been out there for a while and they can expect it to happen. But now if the Fed makes an adjustment to their rate hike schedule, which they might do, they might not hike them back up quite as quickly. I believe that's kind of the course of action that we're following. Um, you know, maybe that, you know, we've seen a negative reaction in the couple of days since that. So, um, that, you know, that's one thing. And then you have some big mouth CEOs or, you know, big mouth, but also big name CEOs saying, Hey, a recession's a possibility in 2023. Um, you know, inflation playing a role in that too. You get people like that, you know, running their mouth. It, it definitely throws people for a loop as well. Yeah, I mean, I feel like it's it's so tough to predict anything six months, seven months out, I feel like, and just like saying that there's going to be a recession. Like, I think the data right now is still decent. Um, yeah, like we said, the jobs report's decent. I think like the credit reports for consumers aren't aren't terrible. Um, inflation's still, still slowing down, but um, I think the Fed's going to keep tightening. Uh, they're not going to, I think they might slow down the tightening, but they're going to keep raising rates. And that's just kind of going to, you know, I think the market's just going to be murky for a good, good long while. But, you know, that that can be the time when the market runs it, you know, when you don't expect it. So I'm staying positioned. Um, we could have a Christmas rally on our hands. We'll see. Wow. You heard it here first, folks. <laughs> we could into the new year, too. Um, anything else on the market's edge? Anything you're buying lately? Nope. Christmas gifts. That's about it. What's what's a good Christmas gift that someone that you bought for that won't listen? That's it's easier said than done. And that's assuming that I've actually made the purchases yet. No, I'm just, I'm, I'm scouting out these prices like a, uh, a thief in the night looking, looking for the deals. You buy yourself anything on black Friday? I did. I bought myself a laptop case, new phone case, upgraded the iPhone 14. Got myself a nice new case there. So I got a new case a few months ago. Yeah. How about that? Yeah, it, I mean, it, yeah, it's a new. It makes it feel like a new phone. I, I think it's a good move here. There. There's something to be said about if you go into Black Friday, Cyber Cyber Monday, Cyber Week, you go in there without a game plan, you're gonna get eaten up. 
You're you're not going to come out with what you wanted. You're not going to, you know, you can't just go in there blindly. You got to be anticipating that. Uh, you got to be seeking it out, like almost like a hawk. Yeah, I I I made a, a nice purchase of, of some new clothes from Target. Um, they had a great deal on all their like kind of like athleisure, athletic gear. Got some uh, some nice new like golf pants for like twenty bucks a pair rather than forty, their normal price. How about well, that? A lot cheaper than like Lululemon or something, and it's kind of it feels the same. Good for you. That's that's yeah. that's something. There's something to that. Yeah. Did we have a deal for our our listeners? No. Maybe just maybe just Picnus. Maybe you can win listeners. Picnus Picnus is our deal. You know, there's a lot of. A lot of heavy lifting that goes into that, and we want to keep providing you the best, best pigmas process that we can. And that would require me to start uploading the picks on a near daily basis. So that's my pledge no. to you, the listeners. Near daily basis. Wow. Um, anything else? What's what have you been listening to lately? Maybe a song of the week for the people. I will wrap up by saying our Spotify Wrapped uh, officially does give us the summary page at the end. There we go. Seven episodes. Uh, we had listeners from three countries, Frank. So not just the U.S. and not exactly sure on the other two. Just okay, yet, but... it might have been me, like in Italy or something. Oh, come... yeah, that could <laughs> be. yeah. That's pretty sad. If so, that you're listening to us on your honeymoon. That is. That's I think not... I had a downloaded episode and I had no Wi-Fi, and I was like, you know what? I'll just throw on an old episode. Okay, so that it was uh, like episode, out. like yeah, like twenty-seven or something, like a okay. while, while back. All right. Well, we were up 48% in listenership and we made it to three countries. So no one needs to know the if, ands, buts, or hows we got there. So uh, on top of that, I've been listening to Christmas music. So they're on your favorite Christmas music playlist. And, and that's what I've been been enjoying. Uh, specifically, I think I, I always, I might bring it up every year, James Taylor. Great stuff out of him uh, year in, year out. What What, what song in particular? Uh, River. River's a, a classic. Um, Joni Mitchell, I think, sang the original. Um, geez, man, it'll hit you. I'm not going to give you a rendition right now, but if you've listened this far, you don't deserve that. You deserve to go on with your day. So we thank you for taking in episode 93 of the Pay to Play podcast. Keep picking out there for Pickmas, uh, and, and we're glad you joined us. Frank, anything to leave them with? No, we really appreciate everyone listening. Hope you guys have a great holiday season. Merry Christmas and Happy New Year to all of you. Fantastic. We'll be back at it in a couple of weeks, uh, hopefully with some college football playoff. Great news to deliver. Go Bucks.